0: Hello, hope you're OK. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Wednesday, March the 17th, and one of our most read stories on Kent Online today is about claims that Covid rules at a McDonald's in Kent were being ignored, leading to an internal investigation. My reporter Oliver Kemp joins me to chat about this story. Now, this was an investigation by Sky, wasn't it, Ollie?
1: Yes, this was part of a large investigation into McDonald's in three different parts of the country, Merseyside, Greater Manchester and Kent. It revealed workers at these restaurants have said stores have been consistently breaking their own health and safety rules throughout the winter lockdown. Now, McDonald's restaurants are currently just offering drive-through services, but complaints over social distancing screens and checking staff temperatures have been raised, and some staff have even said they were unable to wash their hands every third minutes. One of the workers at the Kent branch said he was worried about his family catching Covid and he thought his managers were aware of how slack things had got. He also described the environment as extremely unsafe.
0: And do we know which branch in Kent they went to in particular?
1: Well, we only know that it was a store in Rochester. The specific branch in question hasn't been named. But there are a number of stores that it could be. We have the Strood branch on the Medway City Estate, one on Commercial Road and Medway Valley Park. So there are three potential places that this report could be referring to.
0: So what have McDonald's had to say?
1: Well, a spokesperson described the report as deeply concerning, which I suppose is an unsurprising response, but also said the fast food chain was confident this relates to a very small number of the 130,000 people they employ across the UK and Ireland. They also announced they are investigating the issue as a matter of urgency and have called on all employees who are concerned to raise them using the channel the company already has in place.
0: Ollie, thanks ever so much. In more coronavirus news, it's been revealed today that the Kent variant accounted for 60% of positive tests among care home residents and staff in England at the end of last year. As studies found in the southeast, where it was strongest, it was responsible for four-fifths of infections in the second week of December. Researchers analysed more than 4,400 positive PCR tests. Anyone over the age of 50 is now being called for a coronavirus vaccine. And don't forget, you can see what infection rates are like where you live in Kent by going to the interactive map at kentonline.co.uk. Just zoom in to your particular part of the county. The death of Sarah Everard has been spoken about in the Commons today. It's a week since the 33-year-old's body was found in Woodland near Ashford after she disappeared while walking home in Clapham in London. Earlier, Boris Johnson and Labour leader Sakia Starmer agreed the tragedy should be a turning point in tackling violence against women and girls. The Prime Minister said the government's working to make the streets safer, but warned attitudes need to shift.
1: Unless and until... We have a change in our culture that acknowledges and understands that women currently do not feel they are being heard. We will not fix this problem. And that is what we must do.
0: Searches have been continuing in Sandwich as part of the investigation. A serving Met police officer from Deal has been charged with kidnap and murder. He made his first appearance at the Old Bailey via video link yesterday and is due back in court in July. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. The Kent Online podcast has been told human remains found in Woodland near Bromley, are that of a middle-aged man. The discovery was made on land off Main Road in Biggin Hill and are thought to have been there for a number of years. A woman's been charged with attempted murder following a stabbing in Tunbridge Wells. It happened at an address in Dudley Road last Thursday. A woman in her 30s has been remanded in custody and is due at Crown Court next month. The Home Office has confirmed it will continue to house asylum seekers at an army barracks in Folkestone. The decision comes after an independent inspection of Napier Barracks found it was run down and unsuitable for long-term accommodation. More than 100 people at the site had previously caught coronavirus. The Home Office has always insisted the facility is safe and COVID-compliant. A teenager who caused £30,000 worth of damage when he set fire to a wheelie bin in Tunbridge Wells has avoided going to prison. Shameblowers started the blaze on Bramble Walk in Laurel Road in June 2019. It then spread to a nearby house. The 19-year-old from East Hill in Dartford has got to do 200 hours of unpaid work. A Swanley man has been fined £400 after leaving clothes outside a full charity donation bank. The 38-year-old's been accused of fly-tipping, which he says has left him distraught. You can read the story in full at Kent Online. Dartford Council has been approached for a comment. More than 100 plastic bags of dog waste have been found hung on trees or left in bushes on just a one-mile route near Canterbury. At Kent Online, you can see the pretty disgusting pictures of the discovery that was made by a volunteer litter picker in Fordwich. He's now calling on dog owners to be more responsible and dispose of the bags properly. The council says offenders will be fined. Kent Online News next on the podcast. And we're going to be hearing from a man who's been at the helm of one of Kent's best known charities for the past six years. Demelza Hospice Care for Children has a base near Sittingbourne, which provides care for youngsters with life limiting conditions. You may well have raised money for them in the past or been into one of their fundraising shops. Well, Ryan Campbell is the chief exec, but has announced he's going to be stepping down in May. He's been chatting to Jamie. It
2: was an agonising decision for me. I've been a Demelza for six years which is um taking us through one strategy and of course a pandemic and it's time now for the organization to enter into its next phase it's been a job that I have loved and still love um so it was a very big decision for me about whether it was me who should take the organization forward or whether my time is done and I should step aside for somebody else to to do that and then for a whole range of complicated reasons covering the professional and the personal I decided that it was it was the right time for me and I think probably also the right time for demelza as well for somebody else to to be able to take it on and take the organisation to the next level.
1: What were some of the the highlights over those six years? I expect there were quite a
2: few. Oh there's been so many. I think there have been the big organisational ones like being able to come through a pandemic without any outbreak of Covid um, in our care services like being able to keep all of our care services open throughout the pandemic to to help people in need. But I think the things that'll probably stay with me are the 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 smaller ones, the I say they're smaller, they're huge actually. The times when parents have been just surprised by what their children have been able to do, learning a new skill and create a piece of work they've done, communicating in new ways. Um, helping people achieve their their potential and the children to achieve their potential in that way and some of the sadder things too um, when children have died at the hospice to hear from the parents that despite you know the awful sadness of that event how the fact that we were able to provide an environment which wasn't hospital and which was peaceful and meant that they were able to spend quality time together as a family, sometimes for the first as well as the last time, without lots of machines and lots of staff around them. You know, really, really precious memories, despite the sadness of that time. I think, I think those are probably things that will really stay with me.
0: The roof of a Sittingbourne leisure centre, which was ripped off in strong winds, has now been repaired. Eight hundred thousand pounds has been spent on fixing the swallows following damage caused by Storm Kira last year. The swimming pool, sports hall, and studio had to remain closed, but it's hoped the site can reopen when lockdown restrictions ease. A reminder: the census happens in Kent this Sunday. Once every ten years, we're asked to provide details which give a snapshot of the country, including how many people live here, how old we are and even what our faith is. The data is used by local authorities to decide things like housing, schools and where GP surgeries are needed. You can read about findings from previous surveys at Kent Online. Kent Strictly star Harvey has signed a global record deal with BMG. The YouTuber and social media influencer who made the final of the show last year will release new music later this year. The 22-year-old from Hartley currently has more than a billion combined streams and Tom Grennan's been chatting to our sister radio station KMFM about his new album he was on the hit list last night with Emma Joe. this album is such
3: a personal record to me and means the world to me and it's the most honest I've ever ever been um so for it to finally be able to be living in other people's lives it's just amazing and it's not just my album it's 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 our album and and I'm just so happy, and I'm so proud of it. So yeah, it's, it feels good.
0: Can you kind of like tell us a little bit about about it? Because obviously you've said yourself that you've been so honest. It must be kind of scary putting out an album where mm. you're really showing like the vulnerability of you.
3: Yeah. So this whole album is the story of and Road, and when I was writing this album, and when I was in this relationship that I, that I was in, I realised that I was probably the toxic one in the relationship. I let lots of things get in the way of this relationship but not only that during this relationship I didn't love myself and I couldn't love anybody else before loving myself and I was just I had a lot of demons at the time and I had a lot of things going on and and I had to take myself away from that relationship to to try and understand the path that I was on and try to understand where I wanted to be in life and um this whole album is about that and unfortunately like i broke somebody's heart through it i broke my own heart through it but like i say i needed to i needed to love myself and i and at that time i didn't and and but now i do and i'm and i'm so so happy and uh yeah i'm a different man now but uh Every Road is is all about that time.
0: If you missed it, you can hear the full thing at kmfm.co.uk. Kent
1: Online Sport.
0: Football, and it was a fantastic result for Gillingham last night. They're now just two points off the League One playoff places after winning 3-0 away at Lincoln City. The goals came from Verdane Oliver, Carl Dempsey, and Jordan Graham. We caught up with boss Steve Evans after the match.
4: I think the key thing to remember is it's it's the supporters opportunity to perhaps dream or perhaps think what if scenarios all around the football are gone Saturday and Tuesday, whatever. It's our job just to remain focused, to go back on the training ground and walk hard. It sounds an old cliche, but I've been over the course many times in promotions and and it is the ones who, who think that you win promotion with 10, 11 games to go or you've got near something. That's when you get tripped up and we only need to remind ourselves of how, the, how we felt coming home from Fleetwood last week. We only remind ourselves two weeks before when we we'll come out of Wimbledon after absolute domination in the second half and we didn't win and um, so what we'll do is we won't get carried away we won't be talking about anything I think the playoffs are still a big stretch for us that's that's that would be unbelievable the the lowest budget in the in the whole league 1 gets in the playoffs it'd be unbelievable we're competing with teams we you know, like you come here tonight. They can say what they like about you. Put your budgets on the table. I think you're running hide when you have to put it on the table. You know, we we can say what it is, but our chairman makes a wonderful saying. He pays what we can afford. You know, and that's that's commendable. We look at Wigan Athletic, who have got saved today, and you know, thank the heavens they've been saved. That's another football club that's not going to go out of business like a bury in Bolton, a club that I started at as a kid almost went out. So our chairman uses a wonderful phrase, and he's right to use it. We pay the resources that we can afford to make pay every month. And, and as much as money's tight for our chairman, he's he's never let any of us down. He's never let any of my predecessors down because I spoke to three or four of them before I come in and the one thing he said is what he says he gives you. So I never come in here thinking the resources would be as tight as they are. Certainly, certainly when I come in, I thought there would be more. But the pandemic strikes. What happens? You, you have to, as an experienced manager, you have to be there for your chairman, and your football club, and your supporters. In recent times, as you know, we've taken cars as a group of teammates. We had the discussion whether we'd come today, because I, I made the decision after speaking to boys. It was just a little too far. We're only doing that to save to save the club money. Simple. The other other managers are phoning me up saying, "What are you doing? We'll do what it takes to make sure that our football club is is here next season." When the most important people, not the chairman, not Evans, not not a not. Oliver, not anyone, the most important people, the supporters are back in Priestfield.
0: The result means the Jules have moved up to ninth in the table and they welcome Doncaster to Priestfield on Saturday. However, you might notice midfielder Matty Willock was missing from the squad last night. He was left behind after getting stuck in traffic on his way to meeting up with the rest of the team and has been told to do extra training. I'm sure he's not the only one who's ever been caught up in a queue on the M25. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News up that will give you access to all of km group's newspapers just head to subsaver.co.uk
1: news you can trust this is the Kent online podcast
0: this podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow located in beautiful Kent countryside new homes available search serenity parks.